Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sparking Wholeness. Today, I am so excited to have Jonathan Haggerty on the show. Jonathan Haggerty is a former NFL professional athlete for the Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears, and the New England Patriots. He is currently a member of the National Football League Players Association. He's also a wellness influencer, a public speaker. He has an upcoming book release, an upcoming fitness and nutrition app, which I'm so excited to ask him about in a few minutes. And he also has an upcoming podcast called In the Lab Working. So welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. That was a beautiful introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. So let's get started. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How has fitness and nutrition played a role in your life? Um, just tell me, tell me about you. Well, you know, as, as far as like fitness and nutrition, I would say uh, fitness and nutrition is, is both, you know, uh, the cultural uh, and, and social aspects of, of uh, my life. They've been a huge part of just um, the way I've grown up and the way I've interacted uh, with, with my environment. You know, I look at uh, life uh, from the perspective of, you know, spiritual, mental, physical, nutritional, cultural, social, uh, environmental, financial, right? So when we talk about fitness and nutrition, you know, I would say nutrition uh, kind of played the early role first. You know, I, I saw a great example of my mother, how she exemplified uh, just cooking whole real food. Uh, and then uh, the ag agricultural aspect of it is uh, my uncle. Uh, he had like a garden. Nice. When I was very young. Yeah. And so in, in our, uh, my mother's, in that yard, the soil is really, really good and mm -hmm. rich. And so I got to see, you know, uh, my uncle plant these seeds and, you know, the process of watering and nurturing, caring for the garden. And all of a sudden, you know, these big potatoes and watermelons and, and things are growing, um, uh, zucchinis and squash and, and all these carrots. And, um, you know, I would take those, um, uh, from my uncle and you know he would say take these to your mom took them she washed them off uh, you know chop them up and, and make them and so uh, I saw my food actually go um, from the ground uh, from the plant to my plate in less than five steps mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think that had a huge effect on my relationship with food and, yeah. and just how uh, you know, my mother prepared that. And so, you know, where a lot of uh, kids uh, grow up, they don't really have that type of relationship. So it's, it's right. mainly maybe fast food mm -hmm. or they don't really get to see that process. They, they know that, okay, 
the food is on my plate or I'm pulling it out of a bag, but how did this come to be? Like where, you know, where did this actually come from? And so um, I would say, you know, you want to get your, you know, uh, it's, it's a common saying, uh, get your food from the plant, not from the plant. <laughs> yes, uh, I know, love that saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think that that did a lot for me early as, uh, you know, I actually loved, you know, vegetables and whole real fruit. Whereas, you know, once I went to, you know, middle school, high school, elementary, uh, you know, a lot of my uh, teammates, classmates, they're like, you know, I don't really like, I don't really like the vegetables like mm -hmm. that. You know? Yeah. Uh, and apple, maybe an apple was the most common fruit. But right. For me, it was, it was, it was different. I'm, I'm like, you know, I really love vegetables because, you know, number one, I think my mom's a, <laughs> you know, I'm a cook. But number two, I, I really got to see the whole process and develop that um, agricultural, uh, social uh, relationship with food. And, and so I think that's something that that's missing nowadays. Mm -hmm. And then as, as, as far as like fitness, um, I would say, you know, my relationship with fitness, I, I was always an active little kid, you know, running around the neighborhood playing with friends. And um, uh, when I was younger, I think, uh, I think it was my brothers who had like a workout weight set. And, you know, uh -huh. as, as kids, you don't really know what you're doing. You just, you know, you, you know how you just grab a weight and just right. start curling and doing yep. push-ups. And so it was a bit of that. I really didn't know anything about training uh, until I actually started playing organized sports and uh, realizing that, okay, wow, the, the people that I'm playing with, they're, they're fast, strong, mm -hmm. big. And I would see, okay, well, this is a requirement for you to perform. And so I think the fitness component uh, was introduced like full time into my life uh, once it became matters of performance. And so um, that's when it went to a whole nother level because I felt like, you know, I needed to, to do something that was, um, you know, uh, going to get me uh, up to par or, yeah. or, you know, keeping up with the pack. And so uh, I worked out with the guys that were uh, faster than me, stronger than me, bigger than me. And that's where fitness started to take on because um, I felt like, hey, if I'm going to have a, a chance of achieving my dream, which is, you know, playing in the NFL mm -hmm. at a young age, I have to, I have to work out really, really hard and, and really start building some muscle. And so it became a necessary component. And then later on, it became like, I realized that I fell in love with actually working out in mm -hmm. health and fitness. And by this time, it was a, a major, major fad. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that you had that goal. You mentioned you had that goal as a little boy being in the NFL. Um, cause I have a five-year-old, almost six-year-old son whose big goal is to be in the NBA. Um, and he is 10 percentile in height right now. <laughs> and he thinks he's going to make it to LeBron size, but you know, whatever, like I think dreams and goals are important. I do think it's amazing. There is a very, the chances of actually making it to play professionally are so 
so slim. And so oh, yeah. um, I, I love that that was something that you set your mind to and, and you actually did it. Like, I think that that's, that's really cool um, because every, there's so many little boys out there. I, I taught middle school for a long time. They all mm -hmm. wanted to be, you know, professional athletes and it doesn't happen Absolutely. a lot. So um, yeah. So I know your drive probably had a lot, a lot to do with that. Um, so tell me, Right now, I do have a, an offshooting question. Um, the the garden thing, I think that that's really interesting that, mm -hmm. that that was something that you grew up seeing and it became part of your life. And I do think that that is something that, that kids today are lacking for sure. Um, we don't, they don't experience the, the freshness of, you know, freshly grown vegetables. And I mean, I know my Absolutely. kids don't have that. We get them from the store. Um, and so, you know, when you're encouraging people to try new things other than an apple, um, where, where do you even get started with that? Where do people get started? Well, uh, one place you can get started is a uh, local farmer's market. Um, hmm. you know, uh, you want to, when, when you talk about getting someone to come out of their nutritional comfort zone, mm -hmm. uh, then the, the big word is variety. You know, uh, you, you want to have more variety. Where can you find variety that, you know, immediately comes from a plant, mm -hmm. you know, your local, um, uh, farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And so when I was uh, younger, uh, in addition to having a, a garden of variety that I got to actually see with my eyes, like real food being grown, um, you know, my mom took us to the farmer's market and we would have the, the uh, sample the food, sample mm -hmm. the fruit. And so I was like, wow, you know, this is the same food um, that's, you know, in the garden. Uh, but now it's, there's a lot of people out here and it seems like there's a lot of excitement and which uh, that same, that same farmer's market where my mom used to take us, uh, I actually, <laughs> ironically, we live right across the street from it. Oh, really? Wait, so where did you grow up? Did you grow up uh, in Dallas? Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dallas. okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so they've revamped it and, uh, you know, it's, it's like, I still have that hometown love. Uh, and it's, it's even closer it's fancy now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It yeah. looks so good. And so we talk about that cultural aspect, that social, mm -hmm. you know, cause food, food, the relationship with it is culture is social, you mm -hmm. know, uh, almost everything we do involves some type of food. Like when we're, uh, when we're happy, we tend to want to eat. When we're sad, mm -hmm. we want to eat. Right. We got friends over, we want to eat. We have a party or a celebration or a potluck or a holiday mm -hmm. or, uh, after a game, before a game, you know, um, it's, it's all revolved around our relationship with food. And so, um, I have uh, what I like to call a, a healthy uh, nutritional uh, relationship and identity with food. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so um, it's, it's like um, even if I uh, stepped outside of that for a moment and, and maybe had a, some occasional fast food or something like that, I'm always going to come back to that identity. And so mm -hmm. I would say, the first thing someone has to do is start looking at, okay, what is my nutritional identity? Because everyone has mm. an identity. Uh, and you have a, a particular relationship with food, and you have a reason why. Is it because mom loves this food? Is it because dad loves this food? Is it because uh, this is 
when we laugh the most, when, we, when mm-hmm. we're having this type of meal, yep. is it at this family member's house? The reason why I love that. And so once you start attaching those feelings and emotions uh, to the type of food you're eating, those things are going to be what forms your nutritional identity. So you got to be careful if, if you uh, love to celebrate after a football game, for example, mm-hmm. after a football game every weekend at, um, what is it, In-N-Out Burger or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's emotional. Oh, yeah. You know, we, yeah. we won the game, mm-hmm. and now this is our go-to spot. And, and so now when that habit is formed, when that emotional uh, bond is formed in relationship tied to that, you're going to gravitate toward that later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you, you say, okay, well, football game celebration after equals eating, yep. eating this restaurant mm-hmm. or this, this, right. Uh, and so you, you want to make sure that, uh, as I would say, as parents, you're forming those great habits, uh, for your kids and cultivating, uh, you know, those healthy, uh, you know, variety of nutrition, uh, versus, letting life fill that in for your kids mm-hmm. and letting life form that. Uh, because when it's, when it's matters of the emotion, we're nine times out of 10, we, we gravitate. Oh to yeah. What we feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's so good. And I think that a lot of us, we've grown up in this culture of, Oh, you know, I, I won the game. I get ice cream. I, you know, got yes. an a, I get there ice cream. Go. Right. It's that whole thing. And I, and I think that there are some good things about that, but it can become, so now here I am an adult. Well, gosh, I adulted well today. I get ice cream, (laughs) you know, it's like all these little things. And then you do that enough and the emotional response, that's one thing, but then there's also the physical response. Like as a kid, I could tolerate massive amounts of Cheetos and Snickers and whatever. And I didn't notice it affecting my, you know, overall well-being, but as an adult, it's taken a toll on yes. me, right? And like so maybe you could speak to that like how um choosing the way we choose what we eat, how that affects our our physical and mental well-being. Yeah, I mean, uh it, it's it's it comes down to the actual choices we make. And so as kids, uh really uh, the majority for the most part, for the majority of uh, the, the, when we talk about nutrition, for the majority of it, the choices are made for you because mm-hmm. mom and dad are oh, yeah. usually providing what you're eating. So, mm-hmm. so you really don't have much say so in the matters unless you, unless nowadays you're a little 10 year old entrepreneur where you're, yeah. right. <laughs> you're making your own money. Um, but usually those choices are provided for you. So, mm-hmm. You, you tend to gravitate to what, uh, you know, the, your role models and parents are eating. And so uh, once they formulate, you know, good nutritious habits, then, you know, you, you follow that. Now, the trick is when you become adults, mm-hmm. nobody's really nobody's really doing that for you anymore. Because right. now you've either went out to college, you're, you're living your own life. And so it's like you're free. You find out, okay, not only am I free to, you know, do what I want at college and, and, and now I'm, I'm an adult, but now your nutritional choices become your uh, freedom as well. And so, mm-hmm. um, everything, 
is marketed to you. And if you become like a slave to the, the impulses, you'll give in every time. And so I would say the first thing you have to do is really step back and start prioritizing and, and ask yourself, what is a nutritional priority to me? Like, how, you know, if I want to live a healthy life, uh, if I want to eat healthy, if I want to make smart decisions, what is the plan that I have to put in place? You know, and, and that starts with tracking and journaling and actually mm -hmm. looking at, okay, what's in my pantry? You know, mm -hmm. what's in my fridge? Um, I might have to do a complete pantry makeover because, yeah. okay, either uh, this is what mom provided at one point. This is what dad provided at one point, you know, this is what uh, I gravitated to when I was in Texas or Oklahoma, but now I'm out of state and now it's, it's a total different environment. And so if, if, if I gravitate toward uh, someone else's nutrition, nutritional identity or philosophy and it's unhealthy, then what do you think is going to happen to me if mm -hmm. I don't sit down and, and, and mark out and say, okay, these are my priorities. These are my, limits and my barriers uh you know this is what i need to implement now and so um it was it was very uh it wasn't so difficult for me even when i went to college and transitioned out mm -hmm. because of the embedded ident nutritional identity right. that i grew up you know it became almost second nature mm -hmm. um so yeah did I have the junk foods here and there? Yes, I did. I won't lie about that. But the core of what I wanted was the healthy stuff because I mm -hmm. knew that this is going to help me perform. This is going to help me feel good. And then, um, you know, as a once you're playing sports, uh, when your friends actually started looking at you and asking you questions and asking you, okay, what do you eat? How do you train? That that feels good because it's like it's positive reinforcement. Like, wait a right. minute, I didn't know they were like, I didn't know they were like looking at, you know, the way I uh, ate or the way I trained. Mm -hmm. So now it's like now you become a role model uh, for for health and fitness, and and that's even more encouraging. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what are some um, some you know you're talking about people taking things out of their pantries and restocking, um, having a pantry makeover. What are mm -hmm. some swaps that you recommend to people when you're working with them? So uh, soda, you know, let's say we have a pantry full of soda. Mm -hmm. You might think about okay, now I need uh, either to replace this with some some water or some green tea or some cranberry juice mm -hmm. or, or or things like that. Um, uh, if we have like gummies, uh, <laughs> gummy bears and uh -huh. sweets, yep. maybe you want to replace that with blueberries. You mm -hmm. know, oh, I love snack. blueberries. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brain food as well. Mm -hmm. um, if we have uh, candy and snacks, just like a bunch of candy and snack chips, chips you want to uh, replace that with dark chocolate. Dark chocolate huh. is a great source uh, when you go like 80% cacao oh, yeah. or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you replace that with dark chocolate. It has huge health 
benefits. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, people, that's my special treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, uh, uh, and then we're talking about cooking, you got your butters, all these different types of butters, right. You know, the parquet, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you want to replace that with, uh, olive oil, uh, mm-hmm. you got olive oil. Uh, olive oil, avocado oil. Uh, you know, if we're talking about another source, ghee butter, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Coconut oil, uh, yeah. which is, by the way, super, super food. People yeah. Sleep on that. Uh, uh, they, they don't realize that. They say, well, coconut oil is uh, fat. It's it's uh, medium chain mm-hmm. uh, fatty acids. So, That's, we don't uh, get that in our diet any other way. Yes. And so I'm so glad you're speaking. Yes. Healthy fats, that is like my love language yes. because I didn't know. Nobody told me. I was raised yes, on, you, have you know, the low-fat diets and, oh, and vegetable oil. And it's like, oh, that stuff is toxic. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm exactly. so glad you're, you're bringing those up. The, the mm-hmm. canola oil. Uh, And then, you know, if if you're talking about fried chicken, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, uh, I would say swapping that out with uh, uh, my motto is to to either, uh, you know, the first level is sauteing it. uh, Mm -hmm. The second level is uh, just uh, grilling it and baking it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, you got a bucket of fried chicken, swap that out with, you know, maybe some baked salmon. Mm-hmm. or some baked chicken or, you know, uh, baked chicken breast, and then you can meal prep that. Get you some meal prep containers, bake mm-hmm. your chicken, boom. Um, yeah. And then you uh, having, you know, fries, you know, people love fries. I don't, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> In moderation. But I would say, what's the healthier option? Sweet potato, mm-hmm. uh, baked, baked sweet yeah. potatoes. And so if you want the fries, you can, you know, slice them up and bake them, season them. Uh, so you have that option and you put those in your meal prep container. So it's it's all about having initiative, having a plan and putting a plan in place. Mm, because yep. if, if you don't, if you look at your pantry and it's a bunch of chips and cookies and all that stuff in there and you, you say, I want to eat healthy, I want to make great decisions, but you're not willing to address that and clean that out. When you yeah. when you look at that every day, and and eighty to ninety percent of what you're going to consume is within either your pantry or your fridge, and it's yeah. it's unhealthy. Uh, that's where you got to start. You got to yeah. start with cleaning that out, and mm-hmm. and, and start replacing um, those unhealthy foods with uh, healthy sources. And so, will it happen overnight? No, but if you take initiative. And take it, you know, uh, one one by one, or two mm-hmm. by two, three by three. Uh, yep. Over time, that will happen. Uh, but you have to be consciously aware because if you leave it to chance, emotions will always. Oh, for you. sure, they will for get sure. anyone. Yeah, they will always get anyone. And it's and it's easier, you know. It's so easy to reach for yes, the chips, and there's something yes. about that crunch, you know. Like uh-huh, everybody's that. addicted to the crunch. Yes, what is mm-hmm. that? Um, we love it. And so I think that it's so important to have a plan and it doesn't have to be a huge, you don't have to like everything you just said, we don't have to do it all at once, but even just starting like with the oils, you know, mm-hmm. and switching out the oils and just switching to dark chocolate. Like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 everything you said, those are all things that I love too. So I'm like, yes, preach. Um, yeah. yeah. So 
meal prep. Tell me a little bit. Um, do you meal prep regularly every week or is it like just when you know you have busy weeks? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah. So, um, usually I do my meal prepping on Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, or depending on what it is, uh, I do, uh, a Sunday and a Wednesday. So I do it like twice a week. Sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes it's twice a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, uh, and, and how you, uh, gauge that is really what you, if you look at, okay, if I want to buy like grilled chicken, asparagus, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, you want to look at how long is the wait time for, okay, if I get this, what's the shelf life? Yeah, that's important. If I buy these mangoes, (laughs) Uh you know, I need to know how long mangoes last. If I get these apples or carrots or celery and I'm trying to, uh, and and I'm leading you to uh, juicing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear more about that. Yep. If I get these mangoes, these apples, if I get this chicken, um, you know, for the meat eaters and, and, and non-vegan. Mm-hmm. So depending on what your nutritional identity is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pescatarian versus, um, you know, uh, 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 grass-fed beef or mm-hmm. uh, uh, grass-fed meat, uh, you're going to have two different meal prep styles because if, you know, me, if I'm eating salmon, I, I can't leave salmon in a meal prep container for a whole week right (laughs) two or three days yeah and so that's going to change up the way that you know if if i'm making salmon and asparagus versus baked chicken and asparagus versus you know uh some turkey and mixed vegetables so really knowing uh number one the uh, the the shelf life of the food that you're preparing so that you don't uh, go out and spend four hundred five hundred dollars a thousand dollars on your groceries yeah. and then by the time you wait you know this this has gotten old or this has expired or right. uh, you're not really eating it so it's like oh man now I'm frustrated so you want to get frustrated you want to know okay if I'm going to meal prep uh, other than my snacks which last longer right Chocolate yeah oh yeah if, if I'm going to meal prep this salmon, asparagus, zucchini, um, how, how long should I wait? Should I, uh, if, if I'm going to eat it, you know, three days a week, and then on the other days I'm going to bake some food, you know, on Wednesday mm-hmm. and, and prep that, then I need to buy this. I need to buy the salmon on Sunday and have it, uh, you know, prep all that, have all that ate by Wednesday and, and, go do my second prep on, you know, midweek, just really know, knowing what foods uh, last longer than others. And then um, as far as juicing, you know, I I just did a juice seminar that I was telling y'all about it. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) probably 90% of my clients have a juicer right now. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so uh, I'm looking at the meal prep containers, but so um, I have my juicer. It's a, a, a centrifugal juicer, which mm-hmm. um, you got two types of juicers, centrifugal and a masticating. So the centrifugal is going to give you less juice, more pulp. Okay. The masticating is going to give you the opposite, more juice, less pulp. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a low induction motor, which means um, it's not going to 
spend uh, spend the fruit so fast that it cuts out the nutrients. So ah, okay. You know, because once you get higher than I think uh, 80, uh, 85, 90 something degrees, then that's when the nutrient content you start losing that. So right, yeah. Uh, you want you want a quality juicer, and so um, I prepare my juices, and within three days I want to drink my juices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, there, and I have a list of, of juices. So when I'm looking at, okay, what are the easiest uh-huh. <laughs> fruits and vegetables to juice? These are the ones. Or what are the most difficult? And kind of having a uh, uh, plan around that. You know, so if I want to make my green drinks, uh, if I want to make my uh, beet juices, if I want to make my apples, cucumbers, celeries, uh, if I want to make my uh, peaches and mangoes and things like that, my pineapple uh, mm-hmm. drinks. And so um, really having a plan in place for, you know, juicing uh, those three days and drinking those within 24 to 72 hours with water, uh, if I'm going on a cleanse or a mm-hmm. fast or a juice uh, cleanse. Uh, and so really having a plan in place around that, that's what it comes down to, planning and prioritizing yeah. and, and really actually just taking action. A lot of times we, we want to do something, but we hesitate and we procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And so I would say you just um, – you don't have to do everything at once. You know, uh, if, if someone wants to, you know, reach out to me and learn how to implement, you know, we can start with, like I say, that virtual, uh, that pantry makeover first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I, it's, it's, it's like, um, it's a quote that says, uh, if, if you tell me whether what someone reads, I can tell you basically, what path of success they're going down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone reading versus watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go to your house, uh, you, you can tell me, Hey, this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I, I eat very nutritiously and I can say, okay, but when I go to your house and I actually look in your pantry in your fridge, that'll tell me everything I need to know. Right. You don't have to say, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say anything to me. I'm like, okay, okay, let me let me look in here and see what you eat. Oh, oh, no, no don't look in here. <laughs> okay, that's really going to tell the story. So uh, I would say, what story does your pantry tell about you? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's so good. true. Yeah, need to, need to save that quote right there. Yeah. yeah, what story does your pantry tell about yeah. you? Yeah. Well, it can say so much, you know, just going back to the nutritional identity um, that you talked about to begin with, um, it really Mm -hmm. tells a lot about what you prioritize and what you're planning for. And, you know, we get so stressed and overwhelmed and everybody has a different opinion on different nutritional things. But I think what you're saying is very basic and it's, it's just make a plan and follow through with the plan. 
And Absolutely. it doesn't have to be everything at once. And I think that that's really important. Um, let's switch over real fast to fitness and, um, and exercise and working out. Um, you know, I know a lot of people, New Year comes around, they're like, yeah, I, I've got a gym membership. I mean, I, it drives me crazy how crowded <laughs> the parking lot at my gym gets in January because yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's everybody with their New Year's resolution, you know. So, um, but yeah, people get excited and then they fall off. And what are just some ways that people could stick to maybe um, some sustainable exercise habits so that they don't fall off? Like, what do you tell people to, to just get started? Well, ooh, I, I, I have ooh, such a, just a wealth, a wealth of things that I could share with you <laughs> so much. I don't want to give everything away. Okay. That's why yeah. I'm writing. So I'm writing the book. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't, yeah. Say, say. But I'll give, that. I'll give enough <laughs> away uh, to spark interest and, and kind of get people going. Uh, yeah. First of all, when you talk about the whole, you know, I approach it from a wellness uh, stand mm -hmm. standpoint. That's everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, even more than nutritional and fitness, but nutritionally speaking, and and, and fitness wise, I'll, I'll say this before I dive more into the fitness piece. Uh, this is the last thing I say about um, you can't measure what you don't track. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one thing. A lot of people, they're, they're ready, set, go, and they're not, they're not, they haven't thought out the journey or thought like I, I'm going to track this and measure this. Right. Well, if, if you don't know what you're measuring, if you don't know what you're tracking, uh, how do you know you're getting the benefits that you want? Mm. And so a lot of people, because they have all these resolutions, they're excited. And, and I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to change. And, and the, the, I commend them, you know, the resolutioners. So uh, um, I, I don't bash bash resolutioners as hard as other people bash them because they <laughs> they have one good thing right they take action yeah it's just mm -hmm. not sustained mm -hmm. it's it's it's, it's short-lived action so yeah i commit all you resolutioners i commend <laughs> you for taking action however the the question is how can we sustain this well yeah you have to uh you know, track and measure your progress. Uh, number two, uh, when we're talking about going uh, on a journey, you have to have your why yeah. defined. Mm -hmm. You've heard it. I've read probably over 50 books, audio books, success books. There's one common, there's a lot of common threads that I've really studied. But one of those common threads is until you define why it's really important for you to lose that weight, to do what you do as far as fitness, to get in shape, until you really define that. I'm talking about really, really define it to where um, your why is bigger than the emotion. Uh, your why is bigger than uh, you being frustrated about getting up early. Mm -hmm. Your why is bigger uh, than, you know, your impulse to want the snacks that you yeah. want and, and, and stay committed to doing that. Your why has to be bigger than that. Yeah. And a lot of people, 
they ready, set, go without defining their why and without having a plan in place to track and measure. Mm. Those are two things. That's good. Uh, the third thing is accountability. Mm-hmm. Research shows that whether you have one person supporting you all the way up to a community, that when you have that, you're more likely to achieve your why. Oh, you're yeah. more likely yeah. to achieve your goals. So a lot of people say, you know what? I'm going to ready, set, start. <laughs> Here we go again. And I'm going to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if I don't, I don't knock you. Uh, if you're self-motivated and you have uh, the knowledge, you have the intensity, you have the form and things like that, if you have the programming, <laughs> most mm-hmm. people don't have that, uh, then yeah, you know, um, you can you can partake on that journey, right? If you're going to track and measure it, you know, uh, because I'm a person who, um, you know, I'm self-motivated, but when it, when it's, uh, when it's, if I'm honest, when it came to matters of achieving my dream and my why and going to the NFL, I had mentors, I've had counselors, mm-hmm. I've had coaches, I've had nutritionists, I've had all yeah. those things in yeah. place uh, for me to get to where I'm trying to go in, uh, go in life. And so I would say if someone's really trying to um, have that journey and, and uh, you know, get that fit body, mm-hmm. you have to have someone holding you accountable as well to say, wait a minute, I know you want to give up right now, but you told me that this is what you wanted and this is the reason why you want yeah. it and that I could hold you accountable to achieving that goal. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you give up on your goals. Even yes. though it's tough right now, even though you're sore, even though you don't feel like it, even though you can do this, mm-hmm. snap out of it. You can do this. Here's where you may be going wrong or here's the additional things that you, or here's what you didn't think about. Or, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm yeah. here to cheer you on. I'm here to motivate you. That's what makes people keep going. That support system. So yeah. those are just, and there's plenty more. <laughs> yeah, no, those are great. Those are huge. And I agree. I, I think too, the, the accountability factor, um, uh, you know, again, we just, we live these fast paced, stressful lives and we're getting information from, you know, TV ads and there's fast food restaurants in every corner and, you know, and it's like, Oof. and we hear, we hear all this di- different stuff. There's so much noise and mm-hmm. sometimes you need somebody to come in and kind of filter out that noise and Absolutely. really let you know, like, listen, this is, this is what you wanted. And I'm here like the guy, you know, just providing some some guidance along the way. I, I, yeah, I think that's huge. I think that's so good. And I, I can tell you probably do that very well because you're really passionate about it. Um, <laughs> and I love that. I love hearing the passion in your voice for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about mindset um, with our remaining time. Like how have you seen that? I mean, obviously you've seen it in your own life. How have you seen it um, become foundational for clients of yours too? Uh, well, I would say uh, mindset 
mindset uh, that will that will <laughs> and I love that question about mindset it's, it's so funny that I've been talking about mindset for probably like six months now mm-hmm. I even had uh, one of my uh, uh, good friends have me speak to his whole team on mindset mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to mindset it doesn't matter what you are. Oh man, this is motivational. I love this. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life, what you're trying to accomplish in life. The way that you think, whatever's in your mind, that will take you to your goals, your destinies, your dreams, your vision, and that's what will keep you there. Mm-hmm. That one thing called mindset is because. You have a clearly defined why you have, you uh, recognized, okay, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And the belief that you can do it um, produces the answers uh, and the solutions uh, that you, uh, that you're trying to get the outcome. And so, I will encourage, oh my God, I will encourage everyone who will look at this and view this. You don't have to have all the answers to get to your journey. Mm. You don't have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get to your end goal, you do have to have that belief that you can yeah. get there. Yep. And when you have that faith and that belief and that mindset, you can call it what you want, mindset, faith. Um you know, uh, your internal why. Um, mm-hmm. If you have, uh, you know, that unbelievable mindset that, okay, I, I, am, I am 300 pounds and I'm going to get to 170 pounds. I believe I'm going to get to 170 pounds. I don't know how. I don't know when, but I do know why, because, because it means life for me. Mm-hmm. It means enjoying my family. It means my friendships. It means I'll have more to give. It means I'll have more to share. It means that I can love myself. It means that I can share with my family. You feeling that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feeling that? And so now you, you start devi- defining your why surrounding your mindset. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't necessarily know. And then uh, you start asking, right? The, the, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. That's a law. That's a principle. Uh, point in case, I'll give you a real example. There was a guy who, one of my good friends, he works with uh, Tony Robbins uh, mm-hmm. uh, International. And uh, they were doing this event. And... Uh, this guy was there, and uh, at this point, he weighed 504 pounds, right? Uh, you know a bit about this insightful mm-hmm. insight that I'm providing. Weighed 504 pounds. Uh, and that day, for some reason, that particular day was the day that he defined his why. Hmm. Because unlike... Any other day, you know, he probably was uh, 
sitting on his why or contemplating his why. But mm-hmm. that was the day it was clearly defined why. Mm-hmm. Because he asked. That was the difference. He asked. And so when he asked my buddy for help, he was like, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight. Can you help me? The person that he asked was not uh, the fitness trainer, was not mm-hmm. the nutrition guy. He was, uh, you know, as far as the brain, the mindset. But he wasn't the fitness guy. And so when he asked him that, he gave him the contact to the fitness guy. So he asked the question, I need help losing weight. I need fitness. The person he asked was not a fitness, you know, and nutrition type Mm -hmm. of uh, person. But he reached out to one and got them connected within a matter of less than 36 hours. Hmm. Ask and you shall receive. Uh-huh. Seek and you shall find. And so now this two strangers are in front of each other. One has uh, a, a why. One has a problem uh, that he's trying to get addressed. The other guy has the solution. Mm-hmm. When a problem meets the solution, you get the results. Mm-hmm. That's all it is in life. When problems meet solutions, you get results uh, and you get the success that you want. Yeah. You know, why is Jeff Bezos the wealthiest man in the world? Because he solved a problem um, that uh, you could get your (laughs) you could get your mail or you can get your products in like a day or two days. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He solved that problem. Therefore. And he saw that problem for the world, right? Yeah. So now he gets compensated with that. So there was a problem. No one else was doing it before, you know. Uh, but when he came on the scene, he said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to sell books. And now that came to a whole different store. And now people can, with the click of a button, uh, get what they want without having to go to yeah. the mall or, or go here. And mm-hmm. that that can include almost anything, right? Yeah. And so he solved the problem, therefore he, he reaped that success. So it's the same thing from him. So when he sought it out, he said, okay, I have this problem. Can you help me? And so when he met me uh, together, we, we put that together and I said, okay, here's what you have to do. The next uh, 60 days after that, he lost 64 pounds of that. Wow. Wow. So you have to define your why. Yeah. You have to ask. You have to ask. Mm-hmm. You know? There's that accountability the, that's important yes, you're talking that about. Accountability, yeah. yeah. Everything that so so much of the time we think we have to have everything to start. No. Start and then you'll get everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And that starts yeah. with asking. That that starts with, you know, uh reaching out. That starts with, you know, start, you know, putting your goals down on paper. Uh, that starts with, you know, uh, if, if you talk about uh, on the fitness side, how can someone really get started uh, who don't have time? I would say even the uh, person with the busiest schedule has time. Mm-hmm. It's just about whether I'm going to make it a priority. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe yep. maybe pick one day, pick, pick one day or one thing, okay? So I can work off the smallest amount of time, okay? Um, you got, uh, you know, time, walk around the block. 
You got five minutes? Uh, all you have is you telling me all you have is five minutes. Okay, what I want you to do is walk around the block today. Yeah, <laughs> do that for thirty days. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have? If can I can I get three more minutes out of uh, out of you? Okay, can you give me? Can you walk around the block one time just today and give me ten push-ups? Yeah, <laughs> for thirty days. Yeah. Okay, you you got just a little more. Can I get ten minutes of your day? Mm-hmm. Can you walk around the block twice and give me 20 push-ups for, for the next 30 days? That's it. I'm not asking you yeah. anymore. We have time. We just we just haven't made mm-hmm. it our priority. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's my question is, when are you going to make health and wellness a priority? Mm-hmm. When you make it a priority, you start seeing the results. If it's not yeah. a priority, you start seeing that weight gain. You start mm-hmm. seeing um, the unhappiness, the sluggish, you know, uh, mm-hmm. not having uh, enough sleep. And so uh, whether that starts with walking every day, whether that starts with jogging, whether that starts with running, 10 push-ups a day, 20 push-ups a day, 10 squats a day, 20 squats a day, 10 sit-ups a day, uh, 20 sit-ups, 10 lunges, 20 lunges. Uh, I hate lunges, point, by the points. way. You're, you're saying something. I, I got to say lunges <laughs> are, I do them, but I hate them. <laughs> but I know they're important. I, so so I say, I'll say this much. Start with, if, if you hate it, start with doing what you love. Hmm. Yeah. Find out, take the next 30 days for you. So I, I'll use you like, as an Uh-oh. example. Okay. Uh, in the next 30 days, your task, see, now I'm holding you accountable because uh-huh. anytime someone gives me a problem, mm-hmm. I give them a solution. For the next 30 days, take a journal, find out, everything that you love the exercises that you love doing take take a poll and have fun with it and i always I always preach fun too have fun with it fun is important put, yep draw a line down the middle of your paper and put fun workouts that i love you can put a smiley face uh workouts that i don't love you can put a frown mm-hmm. face we already know lunges are on the lunges, frown part. don't like them <laughs> <laughs> but do all these different exercises and see what you really love. Oh, I really love that. That was mm-hmm. challenging, but that was that was really fun. You know, uh, I love boxing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, punching, you know. Uh, I love, you know, jump roping. You know, uh, I love body squat or I love the TRX. And now within 30 days, and you only have to do – you know, one or two exercises a day, right? Let's say mm-hmm. you have, I only have five minutes a day or three minutes a day or two minutes, whatever it is. You spend that time doing it, doing that exercise and you say, okay, well, I love that. Now in 30 days, let's say you have 10 exercises that you absolutely don't love, but you have 25 exercises that you love. Mm-hmm. Now for the next 30 days, we're going to focus on implementing these 25 that you love. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. there's no excuse for someone not to be hitting their goals. I can take any scenario that you give me and we're going to find a solution mm-hmm. and I'm going to, we're going to map it out. We're going to have clarity and we're going to bring you and um, uh, uh, map out the path so that you have a fulfilling fitness journey. Yeah, I love it. I love uh, your positivity. <laughs> and I can tell you really do love doing what you're doing. And that's huge. So where can people find out more about you? Where can people contact you to work with you? Um, give us all that information. 
So Facebook, uh, Jonathan Haggerty. That's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-H-A-G-G-E-R-T-Y. Uh, my Instagram is at in the lab working because that's where I'm at all day, every day. I'm okay. in the lab <laughs> right now. I just I, I had today off, so I took today off. Nice. Uh, yeah. But I N T H E L A B W R O. I'm W O R K I N. So working. So in the lab working. I like it. Um, and then uh, uh, Twitter Royal underscore H A G G. Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, it should be either Royal Haggerty. H A G G E R T Y. And yeah, so and your podcast is coming out soon, and you've got um, an app. Can you give like a thirty second rundown of what the app is going to be? I forgot to ask you about that. (laughs) Yes, so so I'm super excited about uh, my app. So it's going to be fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Um, Huge, yeah, yeah. So I'm in the process of developing that right now. So what I did was. I took a lot of surveys and got a lot of feedback uh, from my uh, from people who know me, people who tune in or follow me or are subscribed, and um, and my clients as well. And so they give me feedback. And so now I'm going to put together uh, a fitness program uh, so you can do this program whether you're in the gym, nice, or whether you're at home. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be exercise videos. It'll be, uh, you know, nutritional accountability and they'll have uh, uh, the chance to access me and, uh, you know, my seminars and everything that I'm doing. And it'll also be uh, mindset videos on there as well. You know, breaking through those barriers and helping people define their why, achieve yeah. their goals and so much more. Uh, so I'm working on that app right now that should be ready um, in early December. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. And then I'm also working on my book. Um, that should be launched around my birthday. So February. So, um, this, this book is, Oh my God, it's, it's coming along, uh, amazing. And, uh, I just got to take it through a couple of more edits and it's, it's more devotional style. Mm hmm. Uh, but also, I address uh, so many, um, so many things that you know stop us from achieving our goals. And chapter one, just everything leading up to chapter one. If, if you don't read any more of the book, I think the average person will have it down pat in chapter one. But you definitely want to read the entire book. Nice. Uh, but it's devotional style. So I love short it. read, yeah. you know, for the busiest person who's like on the go, you know, uh, I would say less than uh, 20 minutes a day. Um, and really when you get into the meat of it, it's probably 10 minutes a day that you can spend. You can get your encouragement. You can get uh, the answers you need to, to go attack uh, the problems uh, that you have. I love it. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing all that. That is so awesome. Um, I'm excited 
well, maybe when it launches, we'll have to have you back on again at some point. So, um, yes, yeah, that's, it's exciting. Awesome. So thank you again for taking the time to, um, just give us your, your life hacks. I love it. It was all very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.